Welcome to Dig Deep, the mining podcast. In this podcast, we go deep into mining news, hot topics, and live interviews with mining professionals and leading figures in the mining industry. Introducing your host, Rob Tyson, founder and director of Mining International and Mining International Executive, a leading global mining recruitment and headhunting agency. Hi, mining community. Welcome back to another episode of the Dig Deep, the mining podcast. And we have another returning guest who first appeared in episode 106, which was back in December 2020. Mark Brennan is the CEO and co-chairman of Cerrado Gold, a privately owned Toronto-based growing precious metals mining and exploration company, um, building a portfolio of assets in South America, um, including Argentina and Brazil. Um, Mark is going to give us an update on the company um, around their uh, Minara Don Nicholas uh, operating mine and some of the other projects that they're working on. So that's welcome, Mark, uh, back to the podcast. How are you doing, Mark? I'm doing great. Thank you, Rob. How are you doing? I'm doing I'm doing good. It's a Friday here, late on a Friday, <laughs> and um, the weather has sort of turned. So it's pretty cold here now. Um, so I think we're definitely, uh, definitely, well, I'll say we are in winter, but it's getting really cold here. So, uh, yeah, the jumpers and coats, hats and scarves are coming out. There you go. Well, we, we had our first, uh, we have our first snowfall falling this afternoon. So, uh, we're, we're, we're fully moving into the winter phase, unfortunately, but it'll sure, be, yeah. it'll be productive. It'll be pr- productive because we'll be stuck at home, stuck in the office, uh, getting things done. <laughs> yeah. yeah, certainly. Um, right. Just wondered if you can um, obviously give us a, a brief brief introduction um, of yourself and the company. Obviously, if you want a little bit more in-depth um, background on uh, Mark, then you can go back to episode 106, which we recorded in December. Oh, sorry, it was released in December 2020. So just wanted to give us a snapshot of yourself and the company. Sure. Um, basically, the the uh, my you know my background is is I've been involved with a large number of of, of um, um, companies where where we've we've either started companies off or we've we restructured companies and and you know I've been working with a crew of people for for the last better part of twenty years. Um, you know we started working in in two thousand two with a company called Desert Sun uh, in Brazil. We had a Jacobina project that we sold to Yamana uh, in two thousand six for seven hundred million dollars. Um, and and pretty much the team uh, as you know the, the the basis of the team now uh, we left and and we started a company called Largo Resources um, and we built uh, Largo into a, into the world's highest grade richest vanadium deposit in the world um, currently has a market cap of I think just under a billion dollars or so um, but it was a very it is and an, an, you know generates a lot of cash very successful asset um, subsequent to that um, I left to go and run a company called Sierra Metals. Uh, we had a project in in, uh, in in Peru, a large project called Yuracocha, and we had two projects in Mexico. Uh, and I went in there in 2015, restructured it, uh, had a market cap of about uh, you know about uh, um, 200 million, and and I left two years later uh, with the market cap approaching about 600 million. Um, and from there, what I did is I went to to work with the same group um, on on uh, you know building building up Cerrado. Uh, Cerrado was a, a gold project introduced to me by two geologists in Brazil uh, who I've known for 35 years, hadn't worked with before, but they are the discoverers of the uh, Volta Grande project, which is the largest undeveloped acid in Brazil, gold acid in Brazil, with about 7.4 million ounces. And when they brought this acid, it's now held by Belo Sun. Uh, but 
um, you know, the the uh, they brought this asset to us saying that they felt that this district had about five million ounces. So so on the back of that, we went and did our due diligence and and uh, Kurt Minkin, uh, who uh, um, is basically our, our, our president of our Brazilian operations. Uh, he has a long history with with uh, Anglo and, and knows gold very, very well. Um, and so we, we went and did our due diligence, uh, bought into their hypothesis, and uh, we, we, we created Cerrado Gold. Um, and we really on the foundation of, of Monte de Carmo, which is right now an asset we've since 2018, uh, we've taken it to about 1.3 million ounces, 1.85 grams open pitable in Brazil. It's one of the higher grade open pitable deposits in Latin America, South America. Um, and on top of that, um, you know, we, we've actually done some studies. We did an economic assessment, uh, which we published in September, which would show this project to be the lowest cost producing gold company uh, in the world. Um, you know, what we're looking at is, is in the first five years of production, 150,000 ounces a year at an all in sustainable cost of $431. The nice thing here is that it, we only have a 125 million of CapEx, uh, which includes 25 million of, of contingency. Um, but what we're looking at is, is a payback of about just over one year. Um, so really, really strong economics and MPV uh, at 5% after tax runs around $650 million. Um, so, so a really, really attractive project, even though you know it's still in its discovery phase. So what we're doing is we're driving a discovery phase as well as an exploration phase. And, and you know, similarly to, to uh, Minera Don Nicholas, you mentioned in, in Argentina, uh, we bought Minera Don Nicholas in, in March of 2020 um, as a producing mine. It was producing around 25,000 ounces. In our view, was wasn't being run properly. Um, now, we, we suffered substantially from COVID, um, but this year we'll, we'll produce, uh, you know, just shy of 45,000, between 40 and 45,000 ounces. Um, as we move forward, our target and, and the thesis for buying Monero Don Nicholas uh, was that what we do is we, we end up uh, on a base case, 50,000 ounces a year with an all-in cost of about $1,000, which means at $1,800 gold, we're generating 30 to 35 million of free cash. So, so you know, uh, we are actually looking at, at expanding in uh, Argentina by bringing in a heap leach operation, um, which should take uh, add another 20,000 ounces per year or so. Um, again, expanding that cash flow, hopefully to 40 to 50 million. Um, so, so basically, you know, since we last saw you, uh, we've gone public. Um, we went public in February uh, of, of February 25th, and um, so we've been on public on the market for about six or seven months now. And um, you know, we, we've traded probably about 20 million shares, which is a lot based on our our float of about 75,000 75 million shares. Um, so that's been very good. We've had a lot of interest, um, you know, with with a number of analysts following us, and um, you know, we we think we're still at the very very early stages of this story. Um, but you know, next year our target will be generating you know somewhere close to 35, 30 to thirty five million of cash, um, driving on uh, the 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 heap leach operation in, in Argentina, and then we're looking to bring our our Brazilian project. Uh, into construction uh, probably sometime in in, in late 2023 after we complete the feasibility study at the end of next year. So a lot, a lot on our plates, a lot going on, and and uh, you know we've seen a pretty good appreciation in our share price. Um, so so all all is going well. That's good to hear. Um, you recently released uh, your Q3 uh, results, and it appears that you've got some uh, some operating cash from uh, Manera de Nicholas. Um, what will that go towards? Uh, well, again, we're, we're going to grow. We're going to grow uh, Argentina. We we think you know we have a huge property there, uh, about four hundred thirty-two thousand hectares. 
um, in what what is a very very prolific belt where we have Newmont, Anglo, Yamana, uh, Pan American Silver, um, you know, Hot Child, all in this belt, and and you know we've got a lot of of exploration to do, a lot of growth to do, um, and so what we'll do is initially we'll funnel all the cash for Argentina, uh, probably until the end of you know the fourth quarter of next year, will be funneled into Argentina. Um, you know, that'll lead to the end of the, the heap leach operations to the, you know, to, to where we're starting producing the heap leaching operations, uh, which put, should put us, you know, at that 40 to 50 million of free cash a year. After that, I don't know, but, uh, but, but it's a big property with lots of potential and, and, and big growth. So, uh, you know, we think, we think that, uh, you know, we'll, we'll put the money in the ground now, um, and, and, uh, see how that goes. Yeah. Um, are you confident with uh, Manera de Nicholas? Um, uh, will it reach the production levels of sort of forty-five to fifty-five thousand ounces annually, um, yeah. and nine hundred to one thousand one hundred, um, as originally estimated? In, indeed. I, I mean, I think in terms of you know what's interesting is I, I think our team have done a phenomenal job in Argentina. I mean, Argentina um, in COVID was was probably one of the most severely hit areas in terms of restrictions and. And, and government regulations as to how one can operate. You know, for a long time, you couldn't even travel to Argentina. Um, it was, you know, it, and it remains a little bit, a little bit tricky to be working as well. Uh, we are actually the only mine on that belt uh, among some very big partners uh, or, or, or players there um, that, that actually didn't shut down during COVID at all. And so, you know, what what happened is is that basically, um, initially, we, you know, we would have hoped that we would have had a restructuring done probably within six to eight months. Um, but due to COVID, that was extended to, to the third quarter. Um, so we went on for 18 months. Um, but, you know, we, we, we probably lost 25 million of revenue uh, due to that. And, and basically, you know, whether it be from, from maintenance and, and not being able to bring parts in or, or not, you know, we actually ultimately expanded our fleet um, and we brought in 20% more staff. Uh, because people weren't able to travel to to our fly and fly out camp, so so I'm very very comfortable um, that that you know moving forward we'll have a base case production scenario of about fifty thousand ounces, and and I think we'll be about a thousand dollars all in if not better. Um, you mentioned obviously with um, obviously uh, COVID and you obviously had huge delays. Has that had a knock on effect um, moving forward? Well, I mean, what, what it did do, and, and you know, why why we wanted to make so clearly uh, in our press release today, um, with regard to the the uh, Q3, was really the fact that that you know we are now finished the restructuring, and 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 so you know all the all the the things that we had to catch up with have have been completed now as of the end of September. You know, for example, we 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 couldn't clear because we didn't have the the equipment. Um, to 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 for waste uh, mining etc. We we had to we had to we were delayed and we probably had about an eight hundred thousand uh, tons of waste material that we needed to clear that that we we were unable to and so we've now managed to catch that up. Um, so from that perspective, um, you know, right now we we probably um, during the peak of of COVID we probably had about two hundred dollars per ounce of, of COVID direct COVID related costs. I would say they're probably a little less than a hundred now, maybe seventy five bucks or so. Um, so there's still some improvement that we'll see in terms of that. Um, but at the same point, I think, you know, what, what the objective of the press release we issued was we're done. We're now into normalized operations and, and, and there's no excuses. You know, we will be producing at that, that, uh, 
you know, at that, that 50,000 ounce per year run rate. And I'm pretty comfortable with that. And, and uh, so I, I don't think we're going to have any, any future uh, elements unless, unless we see a revision of, uh, you know, or, or, or reemergence of COVID, which I, I hope to heck we don't see, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and obviously talking about Argentina and obviously you mentioned that you were the only sort of operating mine, what effect has that had on the industry uh, within Argentina with obviously a lot of delays, uh, obviously a lot of uh, people out of work and then maybe getting back to work. What, what effect is that, ha- has that actually had on the uh, industry, in the, uh, the mining industry in Argentina? Well, I mean, I, mean, I, I think in terms of every, it's, it's been a, it was, it's, you know, it's, it's been a severe debilitation. And, and, you know, you look at companies like Yamana, um, where, where um, in 2019, they produced basically about 250,000 ounces equivalent of gold, um, where in 2020, they probably produced, you know, 100,000 ounces, or maybe maybe less than that. Uh, same with Newmont and, and people right across the board. So, so I think it's been a really, really challenging period. Uh, as I mentioned, a, a small company like ours uh, losing $25 million of revenue over that period, it, it has, has a tremendous impact. Now, we haven't lost it all time, but, but it's been deferred. Uh, but but very costly for us. So um, you know, I mean, it's, it's it's had a very significant impact on on all these companies. I mean, you know, fortunately, a lot of these companies are cash rich and and they can you know, barracks of the world or or, or Newmonts or, or Anglo or these other guys can can withstand you know withstand a, a, a period of downtime. Um, the junior companies obviously have more issue. But you know, and 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 with regard to Argentina itself, I mean, uh, they they really want to focus on on the mining sector to bring in U.S. dollars. And so there's been a lot of incentives they've been trying to bring into the sector and and to really get to grow that U.S. dollar importation, um, and and frankly, um, you know, it, it's hurt them more probably than it's hurt us. You know? Yeah. Um, what sort? Of, what are your exploration targets um, and focus for um, Minara? Nicholas. Well, with, with regard to Minera de Nicholas, we, we're sitting currently, um, you know, based on a, 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 our, our 43101 of about a million ounces. Uh, when we bought this project, we, we kind of saw an eight to nine year mine life. Um, and basically, the, the, um, on a base case basis of that 50,000 ounces. So what we're trying to do is we're just trying to, trying to bring the resources into measurable characteristics. And so, so largely what we're doing is we're coming into a, um, coming into a, a new mine for us. Um, starting at really exploration was, was very difficult up until probably the, the third quarter uh, due, to, due to all the COVID issues, et cetera. Um, and, and so from that perspective, we're, we're now um, looking to expand that resource very significantly. And, and I think we have lots of opportunity to do so. Um, so so um, you know, we, we'll also look at going underground um, you know, this, all the mines in our in our on the belt start off most for the most part as open pit, and then they went underground. Uh, and now we're looking at moving underground, which even now, if we do exploration, probably means another three years from now we'll be looking to go underground. Um, we're also looking at some satellite areas where where we see some very interesting, uh, um, you know, some very interesting uh, geology. So so in terms of the the uh, listen, if if, if um, I, I, I think very comfortably we should be able to double this resource, and, and that's something that we, we're really focusing on trying to do. Um, obviously, moving on to uh, Monte Carmo, um, can you give us a brief update on what is happening now? I know you covered you covered it initially, um, but just wondering if you can give us any more. Sure. Yeah. Well, Monte de Carmo, that, that's moving along very, very well, and and you know, um, from the last time we were on the call with you. 
um, you know, we, we published actually a, a P, you know, a P, we completed a resource actually of, you know, we took our resource from about 800,000 ounces up to 1.3 million ounces. Uh, we brought about half of those, you know, about 500,000 ounces, excuse me, into the measured indicated category, uh, which was very positive. Um, and then we, then we completed a, a preliminary economic assessment. Um, and and I, again, I, I don't think I've ever seen an economic preliminary economic assessment of, of that of that strength and, and robustness in my career. Um, you know, we had a, a 96% uh, IRR. Uh, we had a, a, a you know 650 million MPV uh, five after tax. Um, so so the, it's a very very robust and, and rich project. Um, you know, we've got a we're, we're located in Brazil in Tocantins province, which a state which is a uh, a very significant agricultural state. So they're used to the agricultural kind of industrialization process. So we're not going to come in and interfere with, with the community. Um, it's a flat land with, with a few hills. Um, there's no, we're not in the jungle or anything like that. And in actual fact, the, the infrastructure is amazing uh, with respect to, to uh, you know, we've got roads two kilometers from, from our mine site. We've got five kilometers. We have the major highways uh, we have a town of 7,000 people, three kilometers away, who are very, very supportive of the project. So, so everything, everything here is ready to to move. The, the mineralization is is you know coarse, free gold, non-refractory, very easy to 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 manipulate. So, so all in all, what we're looking at is is you know this culminated in the in the in the PA. Uh, we will now move that. To, we're doing infill drilling, uh, moving that to feasibility, which should be completed by the end of next year or the first quarter of 23. And then we're going to go look to move this into construction. Um, you know, we want to build. We want to generate 100 at, at $1,600 gold. Um, we want to generate you know 150, 200 million dollars a year. Um, and as a conclusion, what's the outlook for the next sort of 12 to 18 months um, with obviously both those um, operations and projects? And also, are you looking at any other joint ventures, or are you looking at any other assets at all? Well, right now we're extremely busy. Uh, I mean, this this is a lot of work that we're doing, and and uh, so so from that perspective, we we kind of have our hands full. Um, we're always looking at other assets, um, but but the reality is that um, I, I think with the assets we have right now, with with the, with the market valuation we're at right now, um, it's very difficult to 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 see any other um, way that we can actually maximize shareholder value aside from bringing these mines into production. So we're not gonna grow for the sake of growing. Uh, again, you know, our, pro our lead project, which is in, in Brazil, you know, you've got a $431 all-in cost. That is the lowest produce, you know, cost producer, that will be the lowest cost producer in the world. Um, so, so, you know, we'll, we'll try to grow those assets um, and we think we have a lot of growth. We still think that both the assets are in, in discovery phase. Um, so, so that'll be our primary focus, unless we find something which we think is tremendous, tremendous value. Yeah. Mark, really appreciate your time and uh, obviously give us an update. You certainly got your hands full. Um, certainly, obviously, made quite a lot of headway since we last spoke. Um, so, again, I wish you uh, continued success um, in the future and hopefully come on uh, next year to give us a, a further update. I, I would love that. Thank you very much and, and good luck to you and good luck to, to all your investors. Yeah, appreciate that. Um, if our audience wants to reach out to you, how can they go about doing that? And are you across any social media platforms? Um, yeah, I mean, basically, they're, they're, we're, we're on all most uh, social media platforms. Um, you can look at, at either our website or, or uh, on our press releases. Uh, there, are de there are contact details or, or different modalities which you can contact us on. Uh, don't hesitate. We have, we're very responsive and, and uh, we, we love the engagement.
Yeah. Thanks for your time, Mark. Um, hope your audience, hope you enjoyed uh, this episode. Um, check, check, the guy, check these guys out. Um, certainly making a lot of headway, as I mentioned, and uh, obviously as Mark, it's explained. So, um, yeah, appreciate you can share this episode amongst friends, family, um, colleagues all around the world. Make sure they um, make sure they are aware of this podcast and make sure certainly aware of this particular episode as well, uh, whether you're in South America, North America, um, or anywhere else in the world. So I um, appreciate your continued support. Um, keep sharing keep sharing this podcast. And if you're watching on the YouTube channel, appreciate if you can like um, just below. Um, so um, obviously the algorithms can pick up and uh, push this podcast out further, further wide um, to all four corners of the world. Um, so until next time, happy mining. Thank you for listening. Remember to reach out to Rob via the show notes and be sure to subscribe and leave a review. Until next time, happy mining helping each other to improve the mining industry.